The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of Flash Black Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Flash Black or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. I fucked a polar bear and I still couldn't get over you. What's up, good people? This is. (laughs) Yo, Christy's face, yo. We'll get into it. Oh my God. If you already know, you already know. But I feel like nobody knows what I'm talking about. I I, I do not. Oh, wow. Was that the magicians? No. I don't know. Hey, Please this explain. is T. Rich bringing in this week. Wow, okay. <laughs> Episode of shit you might have missed. Sitting to my left. That's double. Sitting to my right or standing to my right. Lee Bennett the third, aka Da Vinci Parks. Lying horizontally in front of me in the middle. A heavily medicated K Savage. We <laughs> filterless today. Uh, unlike, unlike every other episode, yeah, just yeah. today, just today, uh, you guys will be able to tell the difference. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is this polar bear shit? I feel like so, I know that line. Well, because you may have heard it because people have been talking about it. Um, Black Mirror. Ah, uh, so I, I have. Uh, was that the first episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I haven't watched it yet. I've mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people talking about it online. I haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. I still got to catch up with the other other seasons of Black Mirror because I like was picking and choosing. Oh, so I this episode is called "Striking Vipers." It's um, Anthony Mackie, and I don't remember his name, but he played the. I think it's the Black Manta in Aquaman. Okay, is that, is that what it is? The Michael Black? Beach. Uh, no. Oh, the second uh, one, the younger one. The one with Jason Momoa. Yeah, but like Michael Beach played the first one. And I don't know nothing about father. the first one. I okay, wasn't yeah. dating Cam then. No, no, no. I'm saying no. There, there were two. There was. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You're talking about the younger dude who wanted revenge. I yes. don't know his Which, name, but I know his face. Whichever one is British. Yes. <laughs> so they were. Um, the concept is these friends and they enjoy playing video games. And um, how are people with spoilers? Uh, well, we are not a TV show. I I I, I do want to watch it. Is it's gonna reduce my my viewing pleasure? I fucked a polar bear. Okay. I mean, for real. <laughs> yeah, kind of. You still got to see that. <laughs> <laughs> do I? I mean, because like the first, well, they the very sh- first episode of Black Black uh, Mirror. Uh, they the, were trying the, to get the mayor to fuck a pig. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying, like, I don't I don't know. Your face again, K Savage is prices yeah i really wish you guys had seen this so that we could like you properly discuss line, it i would have watched it yeah i didn't know well i watched it because people kept talking about like wow that first episode of black mirror and i was just like oh i mean it you know it turns a sharp corner very quickly and just okay. like <laughs> just like oh this oh wow okay all right um I do like the theme that they explored. I feel like it might have, maybe they could have done it a little bit better, but. Um, I'm going to have to watch this. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Go ahead. Uh, I, I, you know, 
spoiler alert uh, for those who have not seen it. Uh, you might want to skip ahead. And those in the room, how do y'all skip ahead? Uh, well, I'll just deal with it. Go ahead if you want to. I mean, you, you, you led with you it. You kind of got to go with it now. Here's the thing. <laughs> when I do watch it, it's going to be so far from now. I'm not going to remember this. <laughs> uh, it's fine. I will read a Wikipedia. It's going to be like, oh. <laughs> So um, there's this video game that one friend, Carl, introduces to the other friend, uh, Anthony Mackie. <laughs> and the concept of the video game is this virtual reality. But instead of like actually just kind of like seeing like you're in the video game. So you're as the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, when you're playing video games, it's a Street Fighter type game. Mm hmm. So when you're playing video games like that, you tend to have like your favorite character because you know all the moves and you don't really learn the moves for every single character. Mm-hmm. Um, so Carl picks a female character and Mackie fix, picks an like Asian male character. And in the first fight, they end up like grinding and kissing. And so from there, it just starts like they start playing this game so that they can have sex. With each other. They're in love. So it's like Brokeback Mountain for. It's kind of. Oh my God, this explores. It does. All of these issues about homo romanticism. And, yes, girl, please. And then. And. and, 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 and. <laughs> so they're in, you know, they're going in this game and they're having sex as these characters. And Carl really likes it because he's like, wow, I'm like, I have sex as a woman and it feels like completely different. And this is amazing. And there's like, you know, this connection that they have because they're friends. And um, so that makes it a little more intimate. Problem is Anthony Mackie is married and he has been spending all his time, every free minute he gets on this game, Mm -hmm. fucking his friend in this virtual reality. And his wife is just like, okay, I just had a baby not too long ago. You know, maybe he doesn't like my body. Maybe he doesn't like the way I look. I don't know. He's having an affair somewhere. And so Anthony Mackie's like, all right, I need to, I need to like clean break from this. I can't do this anymore. So they stop talking for like a year and the wife invites the friend over and as they're sitting at the table, there's like all of this tension. And so the wife goes to get a dessert and the friend is like, yeah, we need to do this again. And that's when he says like, I fucked a polar bear. He's like, I've tried having sex with all of these different people. I've tried having sex with different people. I've tried groups. I fucked a polar bear. I just, it's not the same. I just need to be with you. And he's like, nah, I can't do this. I can't do this. So they end up exploring. Can you just say Gaddy out? <laughs> I'm sorry for, for, the, for the deep listeners. They end up exploring this attraction in real life and mm. seeing like, okay, is this just something like in the virtual reality realm or is this like a real thing? And so they meet up and, you know, it's raining because of course. And they end up, you know, because you got to have like, you know, I don't know what that was. Yo, okay. <laughs> and so they end up kissing and they're like, you know, we got to kiss to see if this is real. And I don't know. They both said it was. And I don't know if I believed it. And so the agreement Mackie and his wife came to, because like Carl was losing it when Mackie backed away. He was like aggressively rubbing his cat. And 
just like banging on a pinball machine and just like literally like in his house yelling like dude was going crazy that's why he fucked a polar bear and so at the you know they kiss and then they end up getting into a fight and getting arrested and that's how Mackie's wife finds out so the agreement they come to is that he and the friend can have this virtual sex once a year on his birthday and his wife gets to go out and have some real sex get a little strange once a year wow so that he is not fucking polar bears Mm -hmm. lord help us but again it just explores like you were saying christy this idea of kind of (laughs) black bisexuality and yes and and men and not being able to show intimacy you know in a lot of other ways so sex is the main conduit girl Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to watch that Obviously, the Hotep community did not like it. <laughs> Lost their minds. They did. <laughs> because this is just another way of shoving the homosexual agenda down the throats of young black boys so that they cannot repopulate the black community. Yeah. Yeah, I... I, I... I fucked a polar bear. <laughs> I don't know. The, I, I'm, I'm, the polar bear thing is, so, you know. Oh, and the passion he had when he said it, too. So, yeah. Check that out. Preferably from the safety of your own home and not on the Wi-Fi in the Dominican Republic because you might not make it back. Um, They keep killing people in the Dominican Republic. So, they keep saying it's unexplained. Are you buying that? No. I, 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 like like two people dying in the same room of some imagine not imaginary but some like mystery respiratory illness within hours of each other and nobody knows it, it's but there have been several additional reports since then mm-hmm. of people like drinking from the mini bar and yeah getting sick and vomiting blood and so what it could be and I, <clears throat> I'm, I'm 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 hypothesizing because i don't know i do know that uh in mexico cancun to be specific there were a rash of people dying at resorts because what they were doing was they were getting counterfeit liquor because uh, obviously it's cheaper. And people were like, there's one lady who died in the pool. She like drank some, you know, you can do the swim up bars and all this stuff. She drank some, whatever, became ill. She died in the pool. Um, other people have died in their hotel room. So it could be like, you know, one of those things where people were just getting like bootleg or counterfeit liquor or whatever from shady places or whatever. I don't, I don't know. But I didn't have a desire to go to the Dominican Republic um, for different reasons, obviously. Um, but this is not selling it for me. You know, people are just dying and there's there's no answer. There's no response. There's no idea of why it's happening. So, Well, I mean, it, it's happening because it's a fucking corrupt ass third world country that is basically a narco state. So, I mean, you know, like shit happens, cops don't care. I mean, we barely got coroners here in some places that are actually qualified, you know what I'm saying, and uncorrupted. So I can only imagine what it looks like down there. But, you know what I'm saying, you know. Well, I mean, the thing that is often sold is when you go. It's a travel warning. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I and mean, there's travel warning a lot of places. We look at the Department of State travel site. Um, um, 
the STEP program. Um, one of the things that you're often told, though, is when it comes to places that re- rely heavily, if not primarily, upon tourist dollars, typically when you go to resorts, those are the places where you're supposed to be safe. Like, if you can get to that resort, because <laughs> a lot of times you got you got you to travel through some stuff to get there. But if you can get there. Uh, you're supposed to be safe and be able to enjoy yourself, um, be it like uh, places like, you know, you know uh, Cancun, be it Dominican Republic, other places around the world. I'm not like pointing or trying to like, you know, shame you. I'm just saying what the what the, <coughs> the, the, the narrative has been. No, I totally understand. And I feel like in places that aren't narco states, that is true. But the reality is if the country that is also a tourist paradise has also fallen into narco state status, then the reality is nobody is safe. Because there ain't no real law there. And nobody needs to protect the tourist economy because, I mean, let's face it, offshore cash from illegal drugs is so much better. Yeah, and nah. I mean, because, again, that's why there, there are places like, because, like, you know, Cancun, if you, the surrounding areas around Cancun can still be, you can still get got. But you're supposed so to be able to go. You can get God in Cancun. You can. That is that is very true. But the the point, <laughs> what I was, state. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the point I was trying to make though is that that at the end of the day, that brings uh, attention that narco states don't want to bring when you know people who are coming from outside the country into the country to 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 be tourists and like you know have their little vacations, or whatever, and they're not making it back from places that are supposed to be like you know, you know. You know, it, 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 it just brings unwanted attention, which nobody wants. I don't care who you are. You don't want that kind of attention when, you know, Americans are dying over overseas. If that, that news starts getting out, that doesn't help what you're doing for your business operation. It doesn't help the, the actual economy either on either this side. This is true. So that, that's why I was saying that before. But go ahead. The, 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 the ethnic cleansing, I can't mm-hmm. get past that. Yep. So the, well, that's why I don't you, want to go to yeah, you won't DR. see me in DR just off the ethnic cleansing. So you you know, and you want to add to that, uh, mofos ain't mofos are dying on some extra stuff. Like, yeah, that's a it, I won't even get that far because or or just being attacked by yeah. you know the hotel staff. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't some woman like beaten? There was two women. One said that she was. Um, there, one, it was one who was beaten in um, a maintenance room, and then there was another one who came out later, like the like a couple, you know, like the story broke a couple hours later, and it was something I think she got raped in the hotel room. Mm. I mean, yeah, there's a there's a lot of ugliness to tourism. I I remember, and this is not necessarily related, but you you said about the woman being raped in the hotel room. I remember watching a documentary some time back where they were talking about the violence that can occur on cruise ships. And one of the things that might happen is they'll pick up a lot. They being the companies will pick up a lot of the help from companies at different ports or whatever. And if some type of violation happens where somebody gets assaulted by one of the people on staff, whatever, at the next port, that person just gets dropped off there and you never see him again. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's you know, it's one of those things you just kind of got to be, you know, even if you're going somewhere to have a, a good time, whatever, you still have to pay attention to your surroundings and be vigilant because you can always be a victim if you're not careful. Unfortunately, no matter who you are. The moral of the story is the world is a terrible place. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Don't have any fun. You ought to look out. <laughs>
That escalated quickly. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't saying that. But that's, okay. that's what YOLO stands for. The world is not a terrible. You ought to look at. There's just some <laughs> fucked up people in it. I, I, I'll be more along the lines of what K Savage said. A lot, of, a lot of beautiful things to see. Hide Hide the kids. kids. <laughs> they raping everybody out here. There's a lot of harm. There's a lot of there's a lot of terrible stuff happening. Where I'm listening to NPR, they talking about you know you hear you hear a lot about you know priests uh, sexually assaulting children. You don't really it doesn't really make it into the news ether so much about nuns doing it. But it's like mm-hmm. so many unreported cases of nuns doing the exact same thing. I'm like, priests assaulting nuns. Yeah, I'm like yeah, it's just like everybody just like. Dude, let's talk no. about nuns running forced labor camps well into the 80s and the 90s. Magdalene laundries. I don't know nothing about that. Yeah. So you should talk about it. Yeah, we should, we should talk about it. Go ahead. You, you should leave with that because like, you're, you're telling us something take we don't know about. You're informing Oh, us. you don't know about this? No. no. Oh, we're, we're oh, they our, made movies. Our... Oh, so, so, so. <laughs> So, so nuns, the mercy nuns, most especially, which I'm ashamed to say because they educated me. And they the what nuns? The mercy, the mercy nuns. nuns. Okay. Um, but they're they're some of the most notable cases because they ran them well into the 90s in Ireland. But they used to have these laundries called the Magdalene laundries, and they basically sent troublesome women there. So, like, if you were too promiscuous, they sent you to a laundry. You know, if you had a baby out of wedlock, they sent you to a laundry. If your husband didn't like you and you could be called a little crazy, they sent you to a laundry. And basically, yeah. they sent you to these places where you worked in, you know, because nuns and, you know, Catholicism and that kind of, you know, like fucked up ass theology has you believing that, you know, all suffering is redemptive. And so like, you know, you're living this austere life being fed almost nothing. And they're doing laundry, which the nuns are doing for the community for profit, you know, and it's for profit because this is how they're, you know, running their convents and everything like that. But they're using these girls. And then, you know, in some countries, most notably, again, Ireland, they actually worked hand in hand with the actual penal system. So instead of going to jail, you just be sent to a laundry to serve out your time. And, you know, a lot of women went in and never came the fuck back out because they starved to death, beaten to death. You know what I'm saying? Just <clears throat> abused in all sorts of other ways. You know, priests were there. So there was a whole lot of systematic sexual abuse by both nuns and priests facilitated by nuns i mean it was just basically whatever kind of clusterfuck you can imagine you know a religious organization who has a group of women who are held captive and been discarded by the community whatever you can imagine happens there happened there and like i said it went on well into the 1990s i think like 1994 or five or six or something like that is when they shut down the last one in ireland and um You know, it's almost like when you hear about them excavating, you know, prisons in Alabama and shit like that, and they find mass graves. It's like that kind of level of macabre, dead babies, dead girls, just all kinds of fuck shit. There's a movie about you can you can like Google Magdalene Laundries and and a couple of movies will come up that are, you know, you watch one, you've seen enough. It sounds like I watched none. I've heard enough. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 horrific. That 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 sounds Terrible, but 
not unbelievable at all, unfortunately. No, no. And, and you know, all of the movies that have been made really focus on what happened in Ireland. But please keep in mind, the Mercy Nuns are a worldwide organization. They are not the only order to have participated in this. This is something that went on throughout the world and probably in some countries still carries on today. Not wow. to mention Rwanda, the genocide. It was a fucking nun that stood. Uh, the, the the it was two nuns, two or three nuns that stood were the first actual like people to go on trial in an international criminal court for uh, the genocide in Rwanda with some fucking nuns. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't sleep on the nuns. They're more vicious than the priests. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. The fuck. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this. <laughs> Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Don't go to on the any laundry. vacations. Don't go to the laundromat. <laughs> Don't wash your clothes. Don't wash your car. Don't wash, Don't your, wash legs. your legs. <laughs> <laughs> Just stay in your house with dirty laundry and dirty legs. And yeah. That's how to live your best life, I suppose. Oh, okay. Um, who's watched when they see us? Hmm. I have not. Okay. I will not. I, I am. I need to prepare myself before I watch it. I've learned that uh, I cannot just dive headlong into these things. And you would think you would be. There'd be a certain level of desensitization that you would have from being aware and educating yourself and staying current with stories and, you know, mm-hmm. seeing other pieces of art in media uh, mm-hmm. that have been created in the past. But I've learned that these things just have like they have an effect and it, there's a resonance. And mm-hmm. for your own mental health and wellness, sometimes you just need to make sure you proceed with caution. Um, I think the information is good. I think seeing it is good, but you know, everybody just doesn't have the same level of mental and emotional resiliency when they see certain things. Um, then I think you should just be careful when proceeding. You know what's so. crazy? I will watch a Ken Burns like documentary all day long. Give me facts, give me figures, give me historical like information. I'll watch pictures, all of that. But dramatized black pain, I just can't. And like I knew way back in the day when Rosewood came out that like, "Mm, I don't think this is for me. And I, you know, have missed a lot of movies because I'm just like, yeah, I can't like I just feel like the kind of headspace that that's going to put me in. It's going to take me too long to get out of it. And I got to live in a world with white people. You know what I'm saying? I just don't want to walk around angry like that. So. I don't watch dramatized historical black pain. It's too much. It's harmful to me. Rosewood had me. I was like a reverse Liam Neeson. I was like. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, because like when the previews came out, I was like, you know, wait a minute. So like they murdered a whole town and burned that motherfucker down to the ground. So you, you didn't watch that at Howard? Because they, they screened that at Howard. You didn't, you well, white girls no. I intentionally did not caught. watch that because I was too, I, I knew, I was like, I, I will not be fit for, you know what I'm saying, public consumption if I go see this. Because, like, just telling me that they burned down a whole town, like, the pain that runs through my body just 
having to hear that you want me to watch that on tv oh my no fuck that the, the wild part about rosewood is of course you know with a lot of movies they, they change things up or whatever so they made it Although obviously, what happened on screen there was, was some bad. white savior somewhere. Nah, not really. Now, what I was gonna say there it was it, they made it seem like more people got out than they did. <laughs> I'm saying because oh, I had to be. Oh, oh, they gave us some. So, so there was some white savior. It was a yeah. Well, well, no. Well, Ving Rhames was actually the Ving Rhames was actually the guy that actually like saved them. So he was kind of like you know like this like you know this 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 traveling dude or whatever who didn't want no trouble and wound up in the wrong place at the wrong time whatever and wound up helping get people out. Um, so it was like that, whatever. But you know, the family of the the survivor, the family of the survivors of Rosewood were there. A couple of the members were there at the screening. So people asked the question. They're like, "Yeah, well, like, nah, there was no stranger." So that pretty much answers the question. Like, yeah, so uh, how they get out? A lot of them didn't. You know, so it's just one of those things that you know how Hollywood can change things. And so something horrible happened. But the wild thing is, like. That made you feel like you know it was less horrible than it actually was, which is kind of like, in a way, it's just as damaging because now. Right, you, my understanding was the people who got out got out early, not survived. Yeah, see, well, <laughs> and that, that that's not the way it was depicted on screen. Right, like it it, it was it was a it, it it wasn't a thing that wasn't known. It wasn't coming. It came suddenly from my understanding, but like there was a little bit of time for people to pack their shit and get out. And, and those that could and did, did, and that's what's left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, right. I, but I, I just, say black I wall street. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So tell me, how was it y'all? Well, I've we only made it about through Linda? two episodes. I've so- watched the whole thing. I have not. I have been pacing myself so that I can watch a little bit and uh, experience my emotions and properly deal with my emotions um, and do a little self-care before I watch the next part so that it's not just, I just can't do like however many straight hours of this um, yeah. vicarious trauma. Yeah, it's 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 four episodes for those who have not seen it or who are not aware. Um, and the the docudrama is based upon the Central Park Five, which was a real case that occurred in nineteen. Exonerated 1980- five. That's what they were called. I'm just I'm, I'm just going off of the name, so I was going to get to that. But uh, Central Park Five was what they were called in the newspapers. It was she looking at the screen so intently? <laughs> what? She's putting the earbud up to the cat scene. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Central Park Five is what the uh, the um, the group of teenagers was called. Essentially, there's a white woman who was assaulted and raped and left for dead in Central Park, and at the same time, there were some 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 kids that were, as they said in the in the movie, wilding in the park in a different part of the park. And what they did was they rounded a bunch of kids and they just took some of them in order to. Fabricated case. It was a terrible thing. Um, there's been a lot of stuff on it or whatever. And um, they range in age from age 14 to 16. Um, none of them committed the crime. None of them had anything to do with the crime or even in the vicinity of the crime. But between the five of them, they spent six to 14 years in prison. And one of them was 16 years old, went directly to Rikers Island, which is notoriously one of the worst prisons in the country. And has been for some time. Um, 
it was extremely difficult to watch. And as somebody who was aware of the the case and and, and the things that transpired, it, it was very difficult to watch. But I felt compelled and somewhat obligated to watch it um, in a real way. Um, so I watched it. I will say all of it's difficult. Um, but the first and the fourth episodes, um, first and fourth uh, parts, so the bookends are the hardest ones to watch. So it's all difficult. But that first, whew, that first one is hard. But that fourth, yeah, one, I cried. The first yeah, one, that fourth one is that fourth one is tough, man. I had to like pause and start cursing for a minute. I yeah. mean, I was just like, I mean, I cried at this. I cry. Yeah. I'm a crier, so I cried at the second one as well. But I cried, I think, more at the first one. Like, oh. yeah, yeah, and I think it's. I, I think what was and the reason why I think it's 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 something that I would encourage people to watch and I taking into account what K Savage and Slim have both said, you have to know you. So it is a thing, it's going to trigger you. Um I would encourage more people who are not black to also watch it. You know what I mean? I, I want us to watch it. I think it's something we should talk about with our kids and our nieces and nephews because this is a very real subject that is still happening now. You know, you can think about the Khalif Browder documentary that came out um, a couple years back. Mm-hmm. It's not too dissimilar um, in terms of like the atrocities that happened, um, in terms of justice not being served and just taking somebody and discarding them and throwing them into a system that they should have never been in. Um, the hardships that they face once they get out of that system, because you're never really out of the system once you're in it um, for a lot of people. But um, what I want to say, Avery du- DuVernay, this is the thing I remark to myself after every episode. Avery DuVernay is a beast. Her her direction of this docuseries, if she don't get like Oscar nominations and whatever else, I don't know like what this will fall under, if this is Emmy or Oscar or both, I don't know, because of the categories, I don't know. But between the acting, the, the the kids that they found to play those roles, uh, especially the one who played Kevin. Who is from here. Oh, oh the one who played Kevin? Mm-hmm. His parents are social workers oh in the area. Oh, my God. That, that kid, that like there's a part where, man, I know you know what I'm talking about, like when he was, he was sitting with his sister. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Like, the, like yo, like the, the, the way this was executed, the acting was masterful. They had an excellent cast from top to bottom. Uh, Michael Kenneth Williams uh, made you want to curse a lot. He did make me curse. Um, Niecy Nash made you want to curse a lot. Some more. Uh huh. Niecy Nash made you want to curse some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, there was, but the acting was just it was it was impeccable. And I also the, think it's commendable that um, Blair Underwood was commenting on the fact that Ava DuVernay had grief counselors on the set mm-hmm. while they were recording, mm-hmm. so that people didn't have to like walk away and go home and try to unpack all of this heaviness on their own. And so just to be proactive, I think one, you know, just says a lot about her, not only just as a director, but also her as a person, like someone who just gets it and is not afraid to say like, you know, mental health in the black community is a thing. And we do have to take care of ourselves and we have to take care of each other. And so having that on set was just Mm -hmm. amazing. And she pushed them. Um, She allowed them to, to, to be a little bit free, but she also pushed them. That's what a lot of the actors were saying. And uh, there are moments where maybe the actors didn't actually have any on camera time, but they were actually on set, obviously because their, their character was required to be. And just some of the moments that were hitting them or whatever were leaving them so affected. And you can understand why just in watching it. It's one of those things like 
it makes you question the humanity of some people. How people can be so justified in treating people so bad just because it's convenient to do so. And one of the biggest frustrations I have with law enforcement and, you know, if you look at something like the Innocence Project, which has exonerated over 2,000 individuals since its inception, that means 2,000 individuals who were wrongly convicted of a crime and then sent to prison and lost years of their life. Often with the Innocence Project, it's like 15 to 20 to 30 to 40 years of their life that has been stolen from them. Um, and they found out to be innocent. Um, it's just the idea, like, if you know you don't have the right person and you still go through with the process of doing all these things to set it up to make them look like, what? where is your sense of justice? Why don't you actually want to find the person that actually committed the crime? There's so many questions that you're, you're left to ask. And these are the people that are, that are, again, entrusted to, you know, you know, uphold and protect justice and don't. So I think this is one of the reasons why I would like people who are not black and brown to also watch this this docudrama because th this this lays it bare for you. You can't say like this stuff doesn't happen because this is a clearly documented case and it goes all the way up to the president of the United States for those who are not aware also. So um yeah, I mean, it incredible direction and I also liked in the end not to give anything away really but it capped it off for having Nipsey you know uh, as like you know like the closing credits music so that was dope too that was dope that actually gave me an extra like yeah that that felt cathartic in a way you know what I mean because it was like apropos like how the, the music came in and like the, the, the subject matter and so that felt good but like again the dude who played Corey Wise because I like I know him as a kid from Moonlight uh, but the, the young man who played Corey Wise, that young man is incredible. He's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna have a a lot of opportunities I think after this, because uh, he 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 did his thing in that fourth episode. So I will I will I will back away. Also, she also had the actual the actual people who were the exonerated five. They were also at different points during the filming there on set during the auditions and during the, the, the taping or whatever. So they were able to witness and see what was going on. So that had to be difficult in some sense for the actors, but I think also encouraging because they can actually like bounce off of them, feed off of them and all that good stuff and get feedback. So that was dope. I think one of the things for me um, was even though I was aware of the story, having read it, like you were saying, Christy, when you see it dramatized, it definitely hits you a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. But also, I felt that it was important to watch it. I know some people said they just put on Netflix and left the room because they still wanted Ava DuVernay to get the spends, credits, whatever. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, <clears throat> stories like this can continue to be told because as a as difficult as they are, I think it's important for them still to be told so that things aren't forgotten. And I, I feel like there's so much that happens that we just get numb to, like we're numb to school shootings. We're numb to mass shootings. Mm -hmm. We're numb to like so many things because they happen so repeatedly. And it's just like, uh, okay, well, you know, we don't, somebody else got shot. Uh, at yeah. a shopping mall like 12 people got shot at a shopping mall okay that's fine Who can, whatever what else is going on and so I do think it's important to continue to tell stories like this and I think it's important for us to support in whatever ways that we can if that's watching if that's watching and talking with 
your children or your family members or other loved ones, if it's just watching, turning it on and leaving the room and not watching it so that the people who distribute this content don't start to say, well, there's not a market for this. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to put our dollars behind this. Mm -hmm. And then the stories like this don't get told and the shit that does get told is like some revamped version of a new Harry Potter. And it's like, who the fuck needs to see that again? I'm sorry, I was just watching Harry Potter yesterday. So that's what came (laughs) came to mind. Um, So it's just that there still are important stories that need to be told. And so I'm soldiering through real slow. Yeah. And Cam was like, "Let's let's binge watch this." I was like, "I nope. I, I watched two and two. I, I I did not want to binge watch, and I knew going in like, you know, I was I was I was still pretty well for the for the first one because I knew again a lot of what was happening with the first one because I knew a lot of the the background. So all it was difficult to watch. I knew emotionally what to expect. All it was still again difficult to watch. Um, the the second and third episode is one of those things. Is just. It is is, but I'm I don't want to get too far into it. Or whatever I will say that Niecy Nash, after uh, after being in this movie, like she got inspired and motivated, and now she's I think working directly with the Innocence Project as an ambassador, and she's going mm-hmm. around and, and and doing that. So this is one of those things that maybe this is a way for people to get involved on some level or to understand from a different perspective how important it is to advocate for the people in your community. Something as simple as jury duty. Um, like being like, you know, not, you know, one of those people who doesn't want to be bothered with jury duty because we complain about the outcomes of in unjust convictions, but we also don't have the time to be bothered to actually serve on juries. So there are a lot of different, uh, aspects, I think, to, to look at when you, when you, uh, I love jury duty. I never get called, but <laughs> I, lo- I love going because I'm like, yes, put me on a jury. Yeah. Well, like I got-, I got notification that was like, oh, you've, you may be selected to serve on a, a federal jury. And mm, I was okay. like, oh, that sounds like some deeper shit. But um, then I never got anything. But yeah. I, got a, I got a summons, fragile. actually. I got a summons for later this month. My I mean, I always end up going and sad. it's just like, oh, okay, you've you've been dismissed. But yeah, you can't complain about like, oh, why did the jury find, you know, the, look at the evidence and they didn't find it. It's like, yeah, but, you know, people want to be like, oh, I can't serve on a jury because, you know, I shove pineapples up my asshole or whatever some something they like to try to come up with is like oh nah this motherfucker's too unstable to that's, serve that's on a jury I fucked a polar bear <laughs> I fucked a polar bear <laughs> that was so specific <laughs> well I was thinking about like that episode of Sex in the City where Carrie kept going to jury duty and the guy who was sitting beside her had like a mango in a briefcase and it's like one how Fuck you put a mango in this briefcase and he would just like open up the briefcase every day and like sit it out and it was like some sort of weird ritual to oh. I guess keep from getting called for jury. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I've been called I've been called for jury duty at least six times. And I've never been put on a jury. Never been put on a jury. So You're too know. black and too male. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is, but I got close one time and it was it. It was definitely a time where I was like, it is not going to be convenient for me to be something for this jury. It was like, I was in college. It was like during finals and all this other stuff. I was like, I got called when I was just out of college. It would be a good look, but I ended up not getting selected. DC? Yeah. Yeah, same for me. Uh, I think, yeah, I guess Maryland's got a much larger portal. Yeah, I don't know. 
This is my first time getting summoned in Maryland. So, oh yeah, no, yeah what is it like one once every five years? This is my I first time. You might be. Three. I think. Oh, is it three? I think so. Cause it feels like it's been a while. I think it's three. I, I think it's three also. Yeah, it's, it's three, first, but it's just it's a first time I got a summons there, ever yeah, in Maryland. There's some people who never get like my a first summons, time. I was like, ever. oh, so, I don't know what it. I don't know what the criteria. I don't know what their databases do. Because you know what, you get something from the courts or whatever. The envelope just looked different. Like what is what is this? Like what happened? You say you think it's based on voting? I think it's based on voting. Mm. I've been called twice. And well, I don't twice, more. two or three times. <laughs> um, usually I just make it to like that big room and they're like, okay, purple, you've been dismissed. But once I made it into the actual courtroom and it made it to like the person, the cutoff was the last person in front of me, mm-hmm. ahead of me. And they were like, all right, the rest of you are dismissed. I was like, oh, man. Most of the people I know who get called are active voters. Yeah, there's one. There's one. The one time I got called for summons, and this was immaturity speaking. So, but um, there was a lawyer who was asking me questions, like, and he was just the lawyer was coming off as a dick, mm-hmm. and I just, I just didn't like his vibe. So I was just like very, just like very yes no with the answers, and I'm like, well, basically, like you know, it's probably like Joe Pesci, I'm done with this guy. It's mm-hmm. like, like, yeah, we don't need him. We don't need this guy. But yeah, uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, on another note. Uh, yeah, just just to keep the room in a low low level because it's it's yeah why not um rest in peace to bushwick bill so is he actually know, officially right? dead uh no he's he's, yes. he's, he's, he's dead because they had reported TMZ reported it right but tmz reported and then one of his family members was like he ain't dead yet tmz so that's why i was asking like is he oh, actually dead. officially dead uh, scarface had also tweeted Scoop. rest in peace bushwick bill and he wasn't dead dead apparently but the article that um i posted earlier to the the, the website uh, apparently he died it was confirmed so rest in peace to houston uh and hip-hop great bushwick bill gave us uh, a couple of classics namely my mind is playing tricks on me uh, i can't think of anything other than I actually remember the album, so there's this obviously stuff on there that I'm not gonna sing. <laughs> but I did listen to the album that that came off of. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm much more honestly a Scarface fan, but that's that's just me. Mm-hmm. Oh, his publicist confirmed his death. Man. Also, 30, yeah, nine thirty five or something like that. Nine thirty five last night. Yeah. Um, and something else. That I did not know, because I guess I was out of loop. I didn't know uh, uh, Melvin Edmonds passed away mm-hmm. from After Seven. I I did not know that until like you know the people that we lost, or whatever. And I was like, oh wow, I didn't I didn't that know was he a passed. couple of weeks ago, right? That was the twentieth. Yeah, he passed a few. Yeah, and but wow. I didn't, also didn't know that he was sixty five. So I was like, wow. So yeah, but you know R and B. Gave us some, some gave us some joints with the after seven. Uh, uh, childhood is dying. Yeah, man. Yeah, you man. Old. <laughs> I don't really <laughs> like it. Happens when you get old. <laughs> Niggas start dying, <laughs> and you uh, look up, and you're like, damn. I, I don't even know, know who none of the new famous people he are. Was that old. And That's how I'm officially dead. old, because I don't know who none of the new famous people are, and don't give a fuck. He's dead. Yeah, I realize every day, like, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. I was on, <laughs> what was I? Oh, I was on The Shade Room, and they were talking about um, 
they were talking about um, Future's new album, mm. and people were like, "Oh yeah, you know he's so sensitive now." And I listened to it. I was like, "What the hell? What is this <laughs> Xanax dreams? I can't listen to this shit." Let me put on some smooth grooves or something. And I was just like, yeah, you're officially old. And now niggas are dying because you're old. <laughs> and they're older because they were old when you were younger. If no one is going to jump in and stop this, <laughs> I'm just going to keep on going. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on in the world. Uh, no, I, I was thoroughly enjoying it. That's the most upbeat this podcast has been. You ever, which is weird because that was still very dark. But you know, you ever like have an overwhelming desire to like help and add something? I was expecting you to help, but then you just just make the decision that you know what? I was looking at you. I was She's looking at you. I was like, I was like okay, I've seen y'all sing together before <laughs> and make it work. So I was like, maybe he's gonna tune in. Oh, my heart wanted to help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is to believe that my heart was there, <laughs> but my brain read the terrain and said, "You know what? Nah, I think she's dead. Yeah, she was on. She was rise, in, Phoenix. Yeah, she was. She was in greatness all by herself. Yeah. She didn't need us on that one. Oh God! <laughs> I that I took a big swing of water. <laughs> yeah, you did that to yourself. I did. <laughs> you did. That was all yourself. Oh God! Mm. Oh Lord! <sighs> okay. Yeah. So that that's what I have there. I mean. Jerry, I have no idea what's going on into the world. I fell into some Korean soap operas and I haven't come up for air yet. You know who has come up for air? Wendy Williams, who's living her best black, I got rid of my fuck nigga ass husband life. Auntie Wendy is out here in the streets wearing poom pooms. With a mm. long flowing blonde wig, hanging out with Black China, mm. she's uh, eating caviar with some man's hand. Nobody knows who this man is. She is just happy and living her life like it's golden. What was it? Did you say Wendy Williams and Black China? Yeah, that, yes, that just ma'am. sounds like the place that you don't want to be. Was a man just, feeding like, her caviar, or does Wendy like, Williams have man hands? Like what? It was like her both. reaching in to get a some kind of something with caviar, and the, um, a man's hands was reaching in from the opposite side. Okay. And then she took another picture, and I guess it was the same man. I don't know. I'm a not judging you. It could be a different man. And it was like coming over her shoulder, like a holding her hand. Hands. Isn't that What's like based on a? Is that Wendy? What Williams is that song? Grandma's, Grandma's hands. hands. <laughs> so what you're telling me is that Wendy Williams single is like Mary J. Blige after a breakup. You know, what I'm saying like this is the Let's best worst those. thing that ever happened. To There's us. greatness from a Mary J. Blige breakup. No, maybe not for saying. you. Maybe not for her. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think. If you, could, for if you could like take a picture of the joy you get from a Mary J. Blige album after a breakup, it's what Wendy Williams' Instagram looks like right now. She is completely fucked efficient. Even on her show when she's talking about it, she's just like, yeah, whatever. Fuck it. I had, I've been on some dates. I had these men come by. And what? I love it. I like a pro ho, Wendy. Pro ho hoes are always fun. Mm-hmm. You seem conflicted. 
slimmers. Oh no, nah, just where I've I've had too many, I think, problematic Wendy Williams moments that I can't She's problematic. You know how I am with that. I'm not, like, I'm when, not a fan of Wendy. Yeah, when you so. when She's not trying to be good. She's about to be less problematic. Yeah, so you know Is she? You know, yeah. I as I've been so I mean like yeah, I have this stop. thing where I'm like, Wendy's a problem. I don't like her. But on those days where I work from home, I'm just like, let me see what Wendy's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and if I have a fucking conference call at like 1030 and it goes to past 11, I'm like, y'all might get you through. Damn it. I'm watching. What? Y'all know Wendy Williams comes on at 11. Why are y'all bothering me right now? Apparently they don't. Apparently they do not. They need to schedule better is what you're so, saying. I have been kind of hate watching Wendy Williams for like the past year or so. It's not and hate watching anymore. If you've done it, you've done it a year. Yeah. <laughs> but she just is just, you know, and a part of me wonders like if the things that were so vile about her were because she was just in this horrible situation. No, and I mean, to me, let's go ahead. Yes, I thought you were asking a question. So. I, to me, I don't think so because I feel like when she was on her come up, she was throwing a lot of rumors out about people that were not based in fact at all. There was a lot of vitriol about people. And it was just negative as hell. It was like, yeah, I heard Tupac got raped in jail. The dude was in like solitary Who's confinement. to say she wasn't in a bad situation then? She, no, she's so That right. don't justify First of all, okay. she be, No, it doesn't justify it. We're not talking about justification. We're talking about explanation. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not saying it's okay for her to be on some fuck shit because she got a lot of fuck shit that she being subjected to. What we're saying is that people who are subjected to a lot of fuck shit often take that shit out on the only people that they can. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you abuse that home, you can't abuse your abuser back normally. So you abuse the other people around you in circumstances where you can get away with it. So I think that, and she's talked about, you know, she was in a shitty abusive relationship before she met this dude. Before, before what's his name, Kevin? Mm-hmm. Before I, Kevin, there I was feel another like she attracts ass. negativity on a lot of different fronts. And I'm not saying she's, I, I'm not saying, to be clear, I just want to be clear for everybody listening. I think it's understood. I'm not saying she deserves to be abused. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I think that she is a magnet for negativity. She, I, she I think, throws it out there and her show, her show was built off of that. I think she is so, a classic example of hurt people hurt people. And now she's not so hurting. It's definitely, you know, a bit of the what I call like the the Kanye threshold for me. It's like I think every every person is accountable for the shit that they do and say. It's more difficult for some people because they have impediments, they have difficulties that but they're still accountable. And just because you have an issue or a problem, that don't mean you ain't an asshole. You could just be an asshole and also have this problem. And I think Kanye West is just like a really good example of that. Mm-hmm. Like Kanye West has some, you know, has a diagnosis and, you know, he definitely has his, his mental health and wellness, wellness, excuse me, are, uh, you know, a struggle for him. Um, even within that, Kanye is an asshole. <laughs> he's, he's like. Look, having a mental illness doesn't mean you can't be an asshole. Exactly. Yeah. So I still hold people accountable, you know, for their, for their BS. Um, but I just understand that, you know, the, the threshold is just a little difficult for them because they have some other struggles, you know, that other people who either like don't deal with that particular mental health and wellness issue or have something different that doesn't respond the same way or, 
you know, because I'm a firm believer that I think we all walking around here with something. Like everybody's walking around with something. None of us are just like completely scot free, (laughs) you know, and I think a lot of us have some of us have really serious conditions just haven't been diagnosed. Um, Some of us have, you know, things that aren't so severe, Um, but I think we're all impacting it, impacted by it. We are impacting other people in ways that we're not aware of, because like Chrissy say, hurt people, hurt people. And that's why everybody need to go get themselves in a chair or on a couch with a professional and just like explore, <laughs> just figure, just like take some time, figure out what's Therapy going on with you. Yeah. Get some, get your mental checkups, get your mental oil change, get your mental brake pads, change, get your mental tires. Get rotated. you a therapist. Yeah. Yes. It'll change your life for the better. Therapist. You can see the struggle <laughs> on my face, right? <laughs> I, I want to. I want to help. But she so doesn't need me. Nah. <laughs> nah. It, you know what? You know what I'm thinking though. When, when this whole thing is going on, whatever, it's like, yep. I'm like we're gonna have another conversation about improv. <laughs> That's what we're gonna talk about. Oh my God. I mean, she ready, but you know, oh, she ready. She ready. She ready. <laughs> I gotta be ready to be ready. So yeah. that's a that's a thing. Yeah, true. Um, I think that's all I have. Maybe one more, just like all praises do under his eye, uh, mm. for Billy Porter, who just keeps stepping out in front of these motherfuckers' cameras and slaying everything. Love you, Billy. I didn't see this. At the Tony Awards, where he wore a kind of suit dress in the shape of a kind of fashioned after a uterus because he wanted to speak out about reproductive rights for women. Mm-hmm. Also, Pose comes back tomorrow. Mm. Yay. <sighs> Pose, bitch! Oh, I love it. Right? I just want to say, we don't deserve Billy Porter, but don't go away. We don't deserve deserve you, Billy Porter. But don't you dare go away. Cause what would we do without Billy Porter on a red carpet? What would we do without? I'm gonna stop because you know I I got a song in my heart. I love when people peek. At the appropriate time in life, which is, you know, like late in life. Oh, well, just, he's peeking. He's soaking wet. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note, I'm going to put a pretty red bow on this. Kind of like the pretty red outfit Billy Porter was wearing. God, we don't deserve it, but we do. Thank you so much, Billy. Also, sending love and light to Rihanna, who admitted that, yes, I'm in love with my billionaire boyfriend. Thank you. Oh, also, I want to I want to throw out there like uh, Riri is like killing the game financially. A lot of people might not know, but her she's the highest paid female musician. Yeah, she like she she went up to like a like a estimated six hundred fifty billion a million dollar uh, uh, worth, um, and yeah. a lot of that had to do with her her deal between Fenty Beauty. I think Fenty Beauty like um, did like five hundred million in business in the, in the, in the first fifteen months. 
and then also her LV like Fenty like connection. Well, LVMH and um, the clothing line and Fenty Beauty are both with LVMH. They're partners. Okay, it's a partnership. Yeah, but yeah. she also was like, "Look." Got your makeup, got your clothes, you need these drawers, get these pretty panties. So she got Savage Fenty. I say the same thing. What I really need her to do is make some shoes. I'm sure she will. It's coming. I'm sure she will. Oh, it's coming. Like them dragons. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. We're transitioning now. So let's um, (laughs) go ahead and wrap this up. I have to go home and prepare to get on a plane. Going to Vegas. Yes. I have to go to the desert. I didn't have anything. I wanted to. Oh, okay. I I heard you inhale. Yeah, yeah. It's like like, it's like you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna achieve in the moment. Okay. You're you're clearly winning. That's called growth. Mm. Mm, Look at that. Look at God. I'm from Southeast. Won't he do it? Growth. Willie won't. Did I? Must have done something in past life. Must have. (laughs) Or this one sitting to my left, also signing off. That's double. I peaked in elementary school, so it's too late for me. I'm just going to stay in the house. I'm going to put on a straight jacket, keep myself safe for myself. I could never stay in the house. If I was there, I'd pluck you in your forehead. I do stay in the house sometimes. When? <laughs> you were not supposed to ask me that immediately. Uh, what else would I say? <laughs> <laughs> I have seen Team Slay's calendar. I, I look like at it, I'm like, oh, God, I'm so anxious just from looking at this calendar. <laughs> I need to go put on sweatpants and lay down for like three days, like all the things. Right. Like, I just, I felt like that was a statement that commanded a challenge because it was like, nigga, that's a lie that you're trying to tell somebody, but not me. <laughs> like, yourself. You lie to yourself, hey. just don't lie to me. Look, I've been hey. sleeping. Mm-hmm. You've been sleeping? I've been sleeping. <laughs> As somebody who who lives in the same house with this individual at this point, let me just throw it out to you. I, I've seen this man, like, up. Like, disorder. we've been talking, we'd be up talking to, like, Two, three o'clock in the morning, like, like, and also because of shit, we'll be up talking or whatever. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go, and they they still be up or whatever. And then like eight o'clock in the morning, I hear them moving around. Like, what the? F- why? <laughs> why are you? Why? Stop it! Because now, now I'm up. People, so stuff. No do. matter how no, early or late I go to bed, once the sun comes up, a bitch is up until mm-hmm. like at least noonish. Nope. It's like just. <laughs> There's nope. something about my brain that wake up hormone that flows through it as soon as the sun starts mm-hmm. to creep up. I'm up. Nah, this dude will be up like, hmm. I think I'm gonna build a bookcase. <laughs> no, no, no. I that think is I'm going to real fast. talk. Yes. That is actual real talk. It's this man, morning, this man will be like, I'm gonna build a bookcase at right now. Three o'clock in the morning, embroidering or like, like not, not, not embroidering, upholstering like, like furniture. Got that's it. what that's look what at I'm the fabric for these chairs. I get up and I, I get I, it in the middle of the night. I cook meals, I make food, I paint, I, I do all my productive shit in the middle of the night. In the middle the of the night, I, I lie, I roll over, <laughs> I pull up the covers a little more. Really? <laughs> oh, I love, I love middle of the night. <laughs> the world is quiet, no one's awake, you're totally nope. uninterrupted. Slim's awake. <laughs> <laughs> guys come on guys I love it. come on i get it from my mother my mother texts me at like 1 30 in the morning she's like you up i'm like good lord no all right so leaving at the third aka <laughs> parks this is like the longest sign off ever it like, is i forgot like, we were signing yeah, off yeah, yeah, like, we, well we, we got bombarded with a lie look oh right i didn't even say bye bye y'all 
(laughs) (laughs) Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Wash your legs. Stay blessed. Stay woke. Don't die. Stay alive and get some orgasms. Protect your neck. Mm. Better take it back. Protect your motherfucking neck. (laughs) (laughs) You sound serious about it. (laughs) I know. I was about to say. I felt like that was a real personal. Right. I was like, I think I need to take steps to actually like, protect my really actual. Need, need to get some, some, some chain mail or something yeah, like that. Like, like, like yo, chain mail. Like, like,